1901, UFO sightings and close encounters. UFO sightings were over strange glowing lights or shiny metallic crafts on a record throughout history. However, following the alleged Roswell crash in New Mexico, United States, in July 1947, reports of these mysterious aerial anomalies would seemingly go on into overdrive. So that way it called the modern UFO era began. The 1956 Ryan Niff UFO sighting, unlike previous years of the 1950s, perhaps in particular 1952 and 1954, when UFO sightings around the world were abundance, the opening months of 1956 would see an apparent drop-off in such incidents. Indeed, by this point in time, flying saucer culture was thriving, especially in the United States. Despite this, and perhaps a notch in the credibility column to the authenticity of UFO activity, claims of strange objects from outer space appear to have slowed to a far few random cases. One of the first UFO sightings of 1956 to once again gain traction in the public arena occurred between New York and Buffalo in April and featured two experienced airline pilots as the primary witnesses. What's more, according to newspaper reports, at the time there was evidence of a cover-up concerning the sighting. With the Ronin Niff incident, then it would appear further steps were taken down the road of conspiracy and UFO secrecy. We return to these claims shortly, as rather than cast the, the case in a doubtful light, they strange it off for credibility, not only in this case, but several other similar incidents in out of the same era. Indeed, many more other over the decades right into our commentary age. According to the story in the Buffalo Evening News on April 10th, 1956, an incident involving American Airlines pilot two days airplane Airlines pilot plane two days previously featured an unknown object that could be what only be called a flying saucer. According to the report, 43-year-old pilot Captain Raymond Ryan and first officer William Neff were just over an hour into routine flight from New York. On its way to Albany, Circumpares, Rochester, ultimately Buffalo. Following their stop at Albany at 10 p.m., they are back in the skies 15 minutes later, heading towards Circumpares. After turning the plane towards its next stop, Ryan witnessed a bright light hovering in the skies, slightly ahead of the position. While Ryan uh, remarked up to Neff how bright the light was, one of the stewardesses, Phyllis Reynolds, witnessed a cockpit of routine flight business. Flight business. She witnessed the brighter than usual light outside their plane. As they were contemplating whether they should overtake this mysterious vehicle, the light put on a burst of tremendous speed, moving to the west as it did. Ryan would estimate their plane was moving around 240 miles per hour. At the time of the incident, however, a strange craft, you would guess, was moving somewhere in the region of 900 miles per hour. As it moved, the light changed from a very bright white to an orange colour. This comes up repeatedly in UFO cases. Some researchers suggest connection between the movement and the speed of those anonymous crafts and the colour, according to the brightness on display. 
a very well maybe true interestingly in this case Ryan claimed the colour change occurred when the craft passed over cities or towns light that slowed at an approximate distance of eight miles from the American Airlines plane Ryan would report how it appeared a glowing object maintained its cushion from the airliner Rain and Ift discussed their next course of action to this seemingly extraordinary encounter. They would contact Griffiths Air Force Space and request radar confirmation. The reply came to the base was not operating radar that evening. However, they would douse all non-necessary ground lights and attempt to com- confront the anomaly vigilantly. Several minutes, moments later, an operator from the airbase came over the radio. There was, a visible, there was a visible confirmation of the plane playing, as well as an orange in front of them. An immediate order went out to scramble two military jets to investigate and possibly intercept the object. The airbase requested that Orion continue to follow the object until the jets arrived. Not only was the glowing orange craft just short of 10 miles away, however, it was also 1,500 feet higher at approximately altitude of 6,000 feet. Regardless, Robert deviated, Ryan deviated from the pre-planned course and went to follow the object. He might be reported that the closer he could get come to it was a distance of around three miles, and when he followed, then he, that he followed to it to the shoreline of Lake Ontario. From there, the control power in Sacramento also now confirming the mysterious object. Ryan would abandon the project pursuit. A glowing craft continued towards Lake Ontario. This destination is, of course, of particular interest to UFO searchers. It is an absolute wealth of UFO sightings and encounters to boast of. Perhaps, then, you don't suppose this glowing craft would be heading to the, these ancient and mysterious waters. Military jets could, would eventually arrive in the skies or between Albany and Sucrose. It didn't However, at least according to the information provided Ryan intercept or witness the glowing craft the two pilots, pilots and the stewardess had, stating of his decision to end his pursuit by inward state, the object was heading to northwest over the lake towards Canada. I know I couldn't ca- catch it or keep up with it. Further confirming Ryan and Neff's sighting were the central towers in Waltertown and Albany. Further still, both the pilots had considerable experience, Orion having over 600 Atlantic costumes and over 20 years served as a commercial pilot. He would go on to state that he had been seeing all kinds of strange natural phenomena during his time in the air. The object he and left witness that evening was not any of these. Regarding this hunting specifically, he would offer, This is real, brother, brother. This is absolutely real. Strange then that just over 18 months later, an official investigation would find otherwise, as well as evoking a completely different response for an experienced pilot. In January 1958 edition of the New Cap, UFO investigation uh, allegations of a cover-up were put into print and constantly into the public arena regarding the apparent investigation to the Ryan Niff incident of April 1956. The opening lines of the article read, After a seven-month probe of a UFO encounter of an American Airlines pilot plane, Nevcat has evidence indicating that important facts have been officially withheld. Furthermore, they could continue. One of the pilots, Ryan, was pressurised to changing the original report. The report would article would further state that a report request 
for information concerning the incident were repeatedly refused by U.S. Air Force. American Airlines and Captain Ryan himself. While most the respected refusal to gauge from American Airlines and the military, the fact that Ryan suddenly changed his story was a huge blow. In August 1957, the letter apparently written and signed by Ryan and the Cap sent to them by the Civil Autonomous Administration, CAA, he would state that he did not deviate from the course of any any time. In this article, NIMCAP would suggest they were three possibilities. Firstly, American Airlines had been silenced, kept, had silenced Captain Ryan. We would remember they were his employees, which remember his employees, and by and large, commercial airline companies in general do not like an inverse publicity. I would certainly consider UFO sighting a very much very much publicity, especially in this instance. The issue of passion of safety as well, the risk of collision collision in a or a crash. Furthermore, it would be a stretch for the imagination of the Air Force might make such a quest for the company. This then is more likely. Second, the Buffalo Evening News made the story up, or the third, Captain Ryan, along with Neffel Reynolds, the students, made the story up, both of which are very unlikely. The article would further note that Buffalo Evening News received no demands to change the story, given that Ryan was a resident of Buffalo, hence the initial interest in his story. It took exception to his name being used incorrectly with a sighting. He made no attempts to request a retraction on tape or take legal advice against a newspaper, which he surely could have done. And then would have stated in the report, though not proof, it's a highly, it's strongly suggested on a high level cover-up. What the notion, when the notion the notion of the may be concerned with their image and connection to passion of safety, an understandable, genuine concern, this corporate fear almost can also be used by such powers as the Air Force. For example, to steal the cover-up and even split it a retraction. After all, at least saying to Ryan's initial statement, Neffel's request to go after the UFO, not would this put the deception military in extreme bad light. He was also forced to admit the non knowledge of the recognised of UFOs. All the way for the back and forth changing stories of Buffalo News would stand their version would stand by their version of events. In fact the twice it starts in their starts in writing. Incidentally, here's means the starts the best knowledge of the newspaper today. There were several more developments in the remaining months of 1957, which were equal intrigue and suspicion. For example, upon his complexion of CAA's investigation in the incident, Pepper Shefter would go on record stating there were no deviations by Ryan, and furthermore, the plane's flight log reflected this. Essentially, there was an already plain flight plan, the pilots followed just as they should have. The CAA However, we refused Nimcat's request to see the notes and cover up right up the report. There is no proof of a cover up by any means. However, it certainly doesn't shine a great light on seeing he's gone down time. Over the incident in question, might the report indeed show a deviation from the planned route? Oh, might 
as the name UFO investigators suggested, a mere speculation would note, we should note that the log was altered to conceal the facts. This appeared to be the case, even more than a civil aeronautics board CAB informant would offer information to the Indian Cap. NICAP. According to them, Ryan was in motor contact with Griffiths Air Force Base. He did have a state of Ryan, even in light of his initial statements, the contrary, deny pursuing the audit, either by on his own or on a request of the Air Force. It probably isn't then much of a leap to oh, oh, to think it's a good possibility of cover of UFO sightings by the pilots. Ryan and Neef on April 8th, 1956, a cover-up necessity, at least, the stood for over 60 years. Had Ryan changed his story and instance the Air Force through his employees, or was it a quest that island, island, island lines alone, perhaps understanding concerned with the public image of the safety of passengers, following the claim, one of the pilots chased the UFO, let's say he had in and in fact, considering he made up the whole account to the newspaper, what would he have gained, gained for doing so? Especially at such a decoration, put his job at risk. We should note that at no point, even in the second report, does Ryan deny seeing something unusual, just that he gained chase to it. And what are the first officer Neef his stewardess? Might they, might they, were, might they have close relatives? Who could how now vouch for the fact that retrospective relatives did indeed witness the UFO? Ryan certainly was made, taken much of possibility, perhaps. He, he was the main pilot in a television broadcast about only eight days after the incident on April 16th, 1956, meet the Millers on Win, Win Ben TV. Now, for long, Ryan spoke at length of the incident. His version of the events matched Ryan's initial statement to the, in their entirety. We know then that Ryan and Neff saw something. What the something might have been remains unknown. It does why does Ryan change change the story? And if he did so, a result of pressure from elsewhere.